Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. It is April 6th, so yeah, first show of April, joined by Steven, which is great. Steven, how you doing? Hey, hey cheers, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, doing good. good. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. me. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, and thanks for having me yesterday on your show. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, check it out. It's um, link in the description. Um, it, it was, it's a multi-series. There's this, there's this kind of members only where you were starting the process of creating molds for the, the hands that already have the beam saver, but the purpose was to drill in, get the filament in. Next step, uh, which was from your stream yesterday, was you actually taking it out of the mold and then putting the new stuff in there to, do you have an update? Yeah, uh, well, I haven't cracked them, cracked them open yet, but, uh, you know, all of that, you remember we were talking about, like, oh, well, what are, what is, are, is there going to be, like, some flashing or some extra material? All of that just flaked right off. Um, oh, good. I can already tell that I'm going to want to keep these in the mold for a little longer because it's still pretty pliable, um, and we want that resin oh. to be nice and hardened before we pull it out so that we don't have one of those beam savers that kind of looks limp and <laughs> unimpressive. Okay. So real quick, so you're saying that what you're doing is you kind of bend it just slightly, and you're really seeing that if it's stiff, that's when you know. Yeah, exactly. That'll that'll be the the big indication. And then of course, you know, it's kind of neat. I don't know if you'll be able to pick this up on camera, but I, we we now have a bunch of spare mono eyes as oh, a result yeah. of the of the Lego print. No, that's <laughs> so those little holes on the top of the mold ended up catching a bunch of little Lego imprints so it's like a bunch that's of master funny. grade mono eyes that i've got here that's because that's something to keep in mind later from when you're doing yeah a master grade um there you go added bonus <laughs> no that that's cool though that no that's very cool that was fun yesterday so if you guys haven't watched it yet check it out but looking in the chat we got neo x Ultronimus, travis wadlow um gundam wing uh, goose rogue, uh, rogue new type so good to see everybody um and someone apologized, Travis apologized for saying General Kenobi after Autonomous said, hello there. And you never need to apologize. That's Oh, no, I think he was apologizing because he uh, opened up with happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, which, is, which makes sense because, yeah, we're going to be talking about which for Mercury here shortly. Yes, um, very topical. Yeah. Um, yeah, good to see everyone in the chat. Um, yeah, you know, I like to start off... So many things I need to start off with, but really, guys, this is the Gunnam Explain Show if you haven't been here before. Podcast goes up Friday. Obviously, this is live. You can always join, have fun. Every once in a while, you can, like, send in... Yeah, I think it's even showing it below right now. If you want to send in some stuff that I can talk about on the show, sometimes we grab it from chat. It really depends. Although, for supporters, um, I, I, there's a, a segment where I read supporter questions or comments. You can even rant if you want me to read your rant. I don't mind that. Um, the rants are almost more fun than the questions, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. A rant's fun. It takes up time and it makes people mad, right? I don't know. No, um, no, but pretty cool week. I, where was I? I went to, uh, oh, okay. So there's a comic book shop near me and I've talked about it before. It's like super close to me, maybe two miles. The thing is, their, their Gumpla is expensive. So I typically don't buy it there although i feel bad you want to support them but then i could drive, just drive a little further down to hobby town yeah get some stuff but here's the thing the that comic book shop that sells the gunplay more expensive for some reason they always have weird items that you would not expect to see 
One being the GM2 that I've been looking for, because this one isn't easy to come across. On, no, no, yeah, that's... Okay, so unless I'm missing something, love this. Love the next iteration of the GM. Um, it was $35. I thought that was fine, considering I've never come across a GM2. Yeah, I think that's way. fair. It's, it's strange to me how some of the high-grade sort of grunt suits just have a high price tag associated with them like it's really hard to find gira zulus and gira dogas at a reasonable price hmm. yeah yeah it, yeah it, it, but there's just so much gumpla out there that it's it, you know as much as someone wants a new suit to be easily available at a reduced price there are or you know normal retail prices there's just so many to choose from you know it's yeah. you got to give Bandai credit. It's something we probably don't see. There's people working in the background with the spreadsheets. Like, okay, this suit hasn't had a release in a while. We've done the research. This is what everyone... Because it's a mix of them needing to make their money, but wanting to provide the suits everyone wants. You know, it's... Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so got the GM2. What else was I... Yeah, there was a few things, and I think I might have already talked about it on a stream or something. I got, like, that GM Sniper um, yeah. Robot Spirits, and then the HCM Pro. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about the Mark II before. Now I yeah. got the, the GM Sniper. Which oh, very cool. Coincident and I, the reason I got this is because this is, like, the cheapest one you can get right now. It's not that <laughs> bad. And good, it, good. it just happened to come the same day my pre-order for the Robot Spirits one came in, which actually... Oh, let me, uh, I've kind of got it, parts of it, but it, like, has its stand and the, the cables oh, that plug in. Um, that was always something really cool in 8th MS team because, you know, you don't, you don't often see a beam weapon that's, like, plugged into a big generator pack, and it's like, I don't know, something about that made that GM sniper feel you know, more like a sniper and less like just a mobile suit with a long gun. Yeah, exactly, because I feel like if, if the gun is that powerful, you can just walk around in, on the battlefield with it. Like, the idea that it has to be plugged in somewhere stationary because it's that powerful, I love it. Love it. Yeah, very cool. Um, let's see. Oh, you know, Travis Wadlow was saying Psycho Doga just went sold out on P Bandai just before I got my tax return. Could be why I'm handing out happy birthdays. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll be back up. Um, so hey, but congratulations on getting your taxes in... done early. I need to get on that. On what? Get, uh, get on doing my taxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. My wife yesterday was like, we need to do our taxes. I was like, yeah, I know. And then it stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, uh, where was it? Yeah, so Rogue was saying something about painting it in AU colors, this GM2. So what's interesting is the GM2 comes with stickers for Federation AU and maybe that's it, because I think there's a Titans version. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. yeah, it's interesting that it's another kit that comes with those variations that you could potentially do. Yeah, that's awesome. But for a $35 kit, I don't know if I would really... Whereas at the New Type website, you know, that sells kits, they have their GM for 10 bucks. So I yeah. bought three of them. They should be coming <laughs> soon to add to my little army. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, okay, and then another thing is, uh, yeah, I, I see you guys are talking about the, the um, Dynamis, which I remember when yeah. I first saw that name when I was watching Double O, it was like, Dynames? Dynamis? 
<laughs> I, like, I, it, it was until I heard That's someone say one. Dynamis. I was like, okay. Dynamis, yeah. I'd probably spell that differently, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I got to play as it with some Bandai people, and, you know, I don't play Evolution a lot, but I always say it is a good game. It's fun. Yeah. And actually using the Dynamis was fun. It's almost making me want to play it again. Because what's really cool, and it was the thing I tried to highlight in the video, is the suit is super versatile because it can be long range if you want it to, and you can do some short range stuff, but you can also support because it has that distance healing. So if someone gets destroyed, or maybe there's another term where they're knocked out and they can't move and then there's a timer, you can from a distance hit them with something that brings them back. That's pretty uh, It's sweet. a repair, and that's a neat thing. So, uh, you know, I'm so not much of a... It's the Dynamis, and then there was a unit that already does that, right? Is it the Methus? Yeah, and that's a little different. That actually, as you're playing, you can heal. But what this yeah. does that's different is once a unit has been destroyed, it sits there, and then you can a teammate can repair it, but it's a limited time. So what you can do is if I see my teammate get knocked out, instead of having to run over there to repair them, I can shoot them from a distance with this ability, and it repairs them. That's so, pretty sweet. Like, to me, that works hand-in-hand hand with a Methus, because a Methus can continue to heal while then this suit can resurrect. But it also, again, it's like a wild card unit, because you, it could be that you don't have a sniper on your team, and maybe then you decide to be long-range with the Dynamis. Or it could be that you've already got someone as a sniper, and so you'll just go run in the battlefield with your dual pistols, shoot, and then... Um, there's some other abilities, the, the, um, which are pretty cool. It's these missiles that, when you shoot them, it then pulls in nearby enemies to the spot. Oh, so, that's kind of cool. One guy, uh, one of the guys, and I forget which one it was. It might have been a guy from Bandai. I was hiding around a corner, and he shot the missiles right outside the corner, and it pulled me out so he could then <laughs> shoot me and kill me. So <laughs> I, I, I got to say, for like... Not speaking on Gundam terms, but just for a neat hero shooter, this is like kind of, they're like really mixing the types of, uh, I guess, a, like the support you, would, you could get out of a unit potentially. Like depending on what other people are doing, you could play a unit completely different. Um, yeah. Which yeah, I think cool. is, you know, if you were to compare it to other Gundam games that are on the market, like, you know, like a GBO2, you know, there's only so much you can do when you're playing as a support unit in GBO2. Yeah. You know, it's like if you don't have enough generals to protect you from the raids, then it, it's not like you can, like, all of a sudden become a healing unit instead. It's like, yeah. no, no, you're you're stuck as whatever you are. And, and you actually brought up a good point comparing it to GBO2 because it's like in Evolution, you can do things that GBO2 won't do because it's restricting it to be very canon and very right. real world in terms of like, but with evolution, it could be a little goofy. Yeah, like shooting something at someone to resurrect them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. It's just a cool way to have some fun, I guess, with Gundam. The other thing is the uh, Battle Operation 2. Man, there's so many Gundam games sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> which one is this? The Battle Operation 2 uh, network beta is out yes. this week. I think the 10th is when it ends. So, really good opportunity to play Battle Operation if you don't have a PlayStation. Um, and it, 
it was really cool the other day the the group in the gundam explained discord that's normally playing evolution all jumped into gbo2 it, that was pretty cool and they seemed to enjoy it so i'm gonna i'll try to start doing that more and it was cool because if you guys recognize uss talos he's really good at, at uh battle operation 2 tons of cool tips he happened to jump in right when a whole bunch of people are in there and then he was pretty much the teacher the wisdom <laughs> giver uh for the rest of the time so awesome yeah, yeah no, i need cool i need to tune into one of those uh one of those group so because i just need to get better at gbo2 in general um yeah it's now so have you played uh any of the pc betas yeah so what how do you feel about keyboard and mouse controls versus controller <laughs> It, I, I feel like you wouldn't, you just, you wouldn't have a good time using keyboard mouse. But I think <laughs> if people are just that committed with keyboard mouse, they can make it work. It's because the turning speed. This is not like yeah. a twitch, you know, move to click. It's as a very slow turning. Very deliberate. The only thing I can think of is maybe because on a keyboard, you might be able to bind keys in a better way. Because here's the weird thing that, I did in GBO2 at first, but I stopped, is rebinding, the, the, the boost is on X. And then at first I moved it to left thumbstick. So as I'm moving, I can choose when to boost. And that was pretty good. It's just I would accidentally click it a lot. Yep. And that's a big deal when you're managing your boost. Um, right. So then a lot of people in the community moved it to left shoulder button. So I did that too. And it's easier if I'm on ground and I need to like go around someone and shoot them. But what I realized is, especially in space, it's better to have boost on X oh, yeah. and jump on the L1 because just where your hands are, it's easy to like just move around. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's very intuitive, like, you know, going up and down, yeah. being on, on either uh, shoulder button. Yeah, um, no, totally. So I, it's, now do you still, uh, do you use your hotkeys for weapons or do you still cycle through them using the right shoulder like I do? Well, no, that's a good, that's a good one because for the longest time, yeah, it's cycling. What's the next available weapon I can use, you know? And, you know, as a gamer like that, I, I was able to succeed. But what Talos has showed me and what he does is he maps triangle circle to uh, Vulcans always on every unit. So the Vulcans like have a specific purpose. So he has it where that is the key for that. And then, or the, yeah. comp, the shortcut for that. So he's kind of taught me, like there are areas where I can go and yeah, remove weapons from certain hotkeys and move them to other ones or shortcuts. There's a lot to the game. There's a lot to yeah. the game. It's, it's in, uh oh, I think I lost, uh, I think I lost Steven. <laughs> oh, there you are. I think I lost you for a second. But no, it, it's... I, the thing is, I really like GBO2. I'm glad it's coming out on PC. But the whole thing is, I have so much history of the game on PlayStation that when I go to PC, I'm going to have to like re-get all those mobile suits. But I guess a couple things. They plan to release all the content. They're going to continue to support the game. And hopefully in the end, it's easier for quick matches to start. Because that's the thing on PlayStation. Sometimes the quick matches take some time. So. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing quite as painful as being in the lobby and you've got like nine players, and and then it kicks you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it takes forever, and then someone just leaves, and then it, yeah, it kicks you out. And then ah, uh. um, yeah, Rogue is saying good way t uh, to get killed is not having hotkeys, and 
that's what I've learned. Um, yeah. I'm uh, very good game, at getting killed. Yeah. Yeah, part of that game is, is switching to the right weapon quickly. Um, yeah. Oh, ne Neon Wave. Why isn't God Gundam in Gundam Evolution yet? So... I see a lot of people asking for some G Gundam representation in, in Evolution. Yeah, I think that makes sense in a way because these suits are just so whatever and their abilities. Yeah. It's like whatever. I feel like uh, having a God Gundam in there, unless like, you know, I'm sure they're, I, I wonder what their strategy is and if they're kind of like, after a period of time, we revitalize the game with like a reveal that's going to make everyone go nuts. Here's, here's my proposal. Instead okay. of God Gundam, if we want some G Gundam representation and evolution, I'm thinking you put in the Nether Gundam, and it has a special ability where it spins its windmill and it pulls enemies closer to you so that... Ah, that's actually a really good idea because that would be a, a strategy if you're jumping into like the point that you got to take and then you tell your team, hey guys, I'm going to activate this ability and then it pulls the enemies in so then the other characters can... Unleash. Take everybody off. Yeah, I like that. That that's pretty good. There you go. You're um, welcome, Bandai. But <laughs> it will be cool to see the future of Gundam Evolution. Does it continue su yeah. to succeed? Will they support it? Because it, it is it's a fun game. But speaking of continuations of games, uh, I don't know if you heard, but Breaker Mobile has been discontinued. So by June. R.I.P. Yeah, I. And I, I couldn't really get into it too much. I mean, I think it's cool, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. And then it was definitely fun for like testing out build ideas. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I'll just quickly throw together. Yeah, especially how they have it look like the little desk with all the, the building. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I played it, I think maybe around the time when it first came out or when I first got in the gun, I forget what it was. I was playing it with my son. We didn't know what we were getting into. We'll just, we're playing it for a while. But I guess the the thing with most modern mobile games is that if you ever uninstall it and then reinstall it again, you'll have all your data. But not Gundam Breaker Mobile unless you manually, like, export the data. So, yeah, I think it was a few months ago I was going to start playing it again. And since I didn't have the data, I was like, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm not, not going to start over. I'm not going to do uh -oh. that, yeah. Um, yeah, well, and, and, you know, one of the downsides of kind of mobile gaming in general is that, you know, the game ends up becoming just a collection, like a collector simulator, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things about, like, Gundam Breaker on consoles is that, you know, the, you can unlock everything, um, you know, if you play the game enough. Oh, okay. Gundam Breaker Mobile, it's like, there, there's no way you can unlock everything unless you start dumping money into it. Because and... it's random mostly right yeah yeah that's a good point that and it was funny zionic and some others were talking about breaker three recently and i jumped back in and to be honest it, there is some fun to it it's just yeah with all the other games that i'm playing uh, resident evil 4 um yeah i i'm only on yeah like like the end of chapter three or i just beat chapter three i just haven't had more time to get into that yeah we're up to uh chapter five now um Got got stuck though. <laughs> it, did you get stuck because it was like something new? They it's, uh, it's just new... a particular part of the of the escorting of the president's daughter that is that is difficult for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's a like 
all these games are easy until you have to protect somebody else, right? Yeah, it's like escort <laughs> missions. Yeah, yeah, no way. But but that that's what makes it fun, honestly. Like I I love the challenge of that. So well, yeah, and it goes back to I think something we talked about before. How it's like people complain in Dead Rising about the timer and the survivors, but at the end of the day, no other Dead Rising was as fun as that first one and that sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, going through yeah, them all. Yeah, it really so, is. There's something to be said about those limitations that are put on you in a situation. Agreed. Um, yeah, so another thing, I want to... Um, let's see. Did That was pretty cool. I posted a thing in Patreon about asking um, for some questions, comments. And uh, so I want to thank Goose and Jedi Sailor for that. I'm going to go through this. Um, let's see. I'm back. Time, this is Goose. I'm back. Time for a what the hell is Goose asking us? I want you both to write down your top five favorite mobile suits. After you guys have done that, go to my second question. Well, I've already failed that. So, um, <laughs> so Goose, here's here, Goose. Here's what I'm going to propose. Next week, we'll get to this one. That will be a main topic because it looks like it's it has some homework. Yeah. I'll send you the deets. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I did not understand the assignment. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it. When it comes to homework, I'm not the guy. So <laughs> I, need, I, I need some time. So we'll get to that because it's pretty cool what he's asking. Um, okay. So Jedi Sailor, heads up, guys. Tomorrow, April 7th, marks the day that the original Mobile Suit Gundam premiered in 1979. Will either of you have anything planned to celebrate the occasion? Well, 44 years. Steven, do you happen to have anything? Yeah, so uh, tomorrow I'm going to release the trailer for a series of videos that is going well. So uh, Patreon members are going to be able to view the first episode tomorrow. Um, everyone else gets to, gets to wait a week until next Friday. But tomorrow I will make the trailer public for a series of videos that I'm starting that hopefully you guys are going to enjoy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to be there's some deep dive there's some spicy conversation to be had so it's going to be fun and it is directly tied to uh the original 0079 series so that's awesome i'm looking forward to that because i think that is going to be informative of course but also help kind of motivate or inspire me with my content because i guess we both like the lore stuff and i think that's what people ask for is lore yeah so yeah and and i think the idea for this series kind of came up as a result of a conversation that you and i were having on uh on the gundam explain show so i was like you know what i really need to just start making videos about these things individually so that's awesome again that's that's gundam week you follow steven and yeah. i that's a lot of gundam content yeah happy gundam day yeah so jedi sailor i'm glad you brought that up because i would have totally not even brought that up if i didn't see the uh um uh the post here so thanks and goose you don't have to say my bad there's enough you're bad about but no this question's great actually so next week people uh goose's uh question is going to be like its own episode um okay so with that um i'm going to change uh topics but i wanted to look into chat real quick um yeah. Wow, everyone's like just having a little talk in there. Oh, Brian Zanchel is saying, I hope that UC Engage gets a global release. I hope so too. I kind of don't think it is because the next mobile Gundam game to come out is that uh, SD. SD game, Eternal. Yeah, G-Generation so, Eternal. 
Exactly. So I think that's what the next one is going to be. But I think, though, if you think about it, that's a different type of game than like a breaker. So are they going to be able to appease the Gundam audience on mobile by only having that one type of game? I don't know. Um, let's see. And then Ian, our mod, good to see you, Ian. I have, uh, I've had to limit myself to one phone game, otherwise it gets too distracting, and then I will put my money into it. I guess I'm trying to maintain some semblance of self-control. Do you, do you play many mobile games? Uh, I, I've gotten into some, like, mobile game kicks where, like, you know, I think there was a, there was, like, a Lord of the Rings, like, city builder game that i had been playing um my wife actually went in and deleted that uh game <laughs> off my phone because like it you know it would go off in the middle of the night like your hobbits are being attacked <laughs> so like, i was oh, like no, oh, we gotta get to that <laughs> hold on uh, but no, that's but yeah but yeah what about you are you a big mobile gamer i'm not but i remember when mobile games were becoming a thing on one hand i was like uh but on the other hand, I was like, cool, I'll find a cool game to play. And, but normally the games just aren't too engaging. One that I did play for a while and I even put money in was the that Power Rangers fighting game. Because yeah. did you play that? Uh, I saw it, but I never played it. Because it was real-time yeah. skill-based action. Like That's exactly what I like. So you would swipe to move the character, and then you would have the different abilities you would use, and you would have to like plan that out great game um that's awesome uh, but yeah like i tried oh what's up oh no no i was gonna say uh chat is uh bringing up that bleach mobile game brave souls which you and i talked about on one of uh one of the old uh midnight hatter live shows yeah. is like that gotcha style of game where it's like the game itself is passive right it's it's just like gundam breaker mobile okay where you so can the set bleach the game is like play that? itself okay but but you know the the real game is getting more stuff <laughs> yeah it, it remind me so the other one that i was trying to play with that star wars galaxies because it was a mobile game yeah. oh again collect all the different characters and exactly, then when i'd go to play right. a match it would be like auto i'm like why would i have it automatically play but that's because so the game is it. really collecting yeah 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 i, I it's that's what like the, the you see engage works because they have exclusive animations that are stories that are based on even if the mission is something you can just auto through at least you're seeing that and the animations uh, like you know it's it feels like there's meat to it even if the game isn't fully a game you know um yeah. But that's where G Generation Eternal, I think, will be good because those strategy games, and I played the beta, I have a video of the beta, it plays like you'd expect. Um, just a cool gun that's strategy really game. And, and honestly, that's the way I think G Generation games really need to be played. They kind of need to be played on a touch screen yeah. because, you know, there's so many, you know, moving from space to space and stuff like that. It'd be so much easier if it were just point and click. So I think that's the best way to go about it. And and what are your thoughts on like so did you play breaker three yes what are your thoughts then on the next breaker game should it be a pc console game or mobile yeah i mean i think it should definitely be a, a pc console game um I, I don't know what direction to go with breaker though because because really the only thing people want more of is more mobile suits like it's not uh mm. you know people don't play breaker for the story right <laughs> 
Yeah, they would have to make the game feel like... Like, the story that comes from the shows, it's almost like you're participating. Which, yeah. I never fully got that sense playing Breaker 3 or even... Like, it would be cool, and maybe this does exist, but like Gun and Battle Operation 2, having that lobby area where, like, everyone can, like, hang out, and maybe there's, like, little tables everywhere where two people can go up to it and then show off their gunpla or fight. You, you know, maybe maybe Breaker should... It, you know what? I'm going to revise my statement. I think that the next Breaker game should be tied to the Gundam metaverse, and you have, like gunpla shops that you go to because that was kind of the cool thing about uh breaker three is you could go to like the gunpla shop and look at the box art of the oh yeah that's that right that is cool parts. it's like a museum for people so that, like imagine yeah. if the next breaker game it's like you do you go to a gunpla shop and it's like okay i'm gonna buy these three kits and that's what i'm gonna make my my mobile suit out of you know um, that's pretty cool and you might be onto something for real just because they announced how like that there's going to be those three breaker shows that are uh, like a, a metaverse thing yeah like so the build, and, build shows <clears throat> and especially if they're having this game shut down in june those shows are coming out like what september october like there's got to be something that gets announced by then and yeah. i haven't heard anything but because it, it just, it would seem kind of weird to cancel this Breaker game, but then have these Breaker shows come out later. Right. I don't know. I know, I think it's weird. Oh, Ultronimus is talking about, uh, I gave up on Marvel Future Fight. Dissidia Opera Omnia is the best mobile game oh. I played that didn't require monies. Dissidia Opera Omnia. Is that like a Final Fantasy? It sounds like it. <laughs> I've heard of that Future Fight. Um, yeah. But, Huh. So, and I think that the uh, Transformers Forged to Fight reminds me a lot of um, the Power Rangers game that you were describing. Oh, really? It has some real-time combat in there? Yeah, same thing where you kind of like swipe to attack kind of oh. thing. Oh, okay, that's a little... Oh, hey, hey JMCal X, thanks for that 20. All right. I have a question for a future topic in honor of G-Witch Season 2. If modern companies like Martin, Walmart, Google, et cetera, had mobile suits, which would they be? Any criteria in series goes. Well, we're about to talk about Witch for Mercury, so JMKLX, we might as well actually touch on that real quick. By yep. the way, thank you for that 20. Super awesome uh, for the support. But, okay, yeah, Amazon, I, I feel like... Like, I feel like Amazon's uh, mobile suit would be real big with, like, binders or some sort of flight system for moving around places quickly, like, oh, delivering. Yeah. Kind of like an Ares from, uh, from a wing? Gundam Wing. Yeah. Like the... Yes. Oh, I, yeah, that's one you bring up a lot. I, I like that Ares. That looks Start good. delivering packages that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the Walmart one would be kind of like a hodgepodge of, uh, of parts and and weapons you know and i be think it would like... be a very blocky and like it would almost look like a toy yeah <laughs> where I, I think the lockheed martin the first thing that comes into my mind is like a b-52 you know like a, the stealth fighter look where it's all angular and black that that would almost i th you know i think that that probably would fit more like the macross style of like a you know a, va a valkyrie or something oh, right yeah that would be a good one and having so so this is what would be cool too which is in line with manufacturer weapon systems and like these big corporations they're all similar anyway but like the the mobile suits would have the decals on them like think oh, of yeah. like 
Walmart, I want to say it has some sort of like star or sun symbol or something. Like they could have that separately, like on a random shoulder. Um, you know, Amazon having that little smile, <laughs> like on the chest. Um, the end on the side of every missile that yes. <laughs> that's dropped. Yes. <laughs> that, that would be good if like this, this Amazon mobile suit actually had a shoulder rocket that had the smile on it, like on full display. Oh, yeah. Prime missiles delivered in two days or less. <laughs> and Andreas is saying Google would equal Anaheim electronics. But yeah, Google's would be interesting because, like, I guess Alphabet, the greater Google, yeah. like Alphabet, that's almost scary in itself how they have, like, you know, all of these companies that, that dive into many specific areas. So that kind of gets then into... Um, Oh, uh, Tony Reyes, B-52 or the F-170 Nighthawk? Maybe a combination of the boat of both of those because those are oh, cutting. Or if you look like the F-35, like what it does. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool because they showed like recently I saw a video of like how it would take off and like how it can just. Um, like Harrier le style. Levitate is not the word, but yeah, like it can uh, hover. And just thinking, you know, that's exactly what mobile suit technology needs. So it's yeah. like they have that. So, um, but no, this, this was a good, uh, subject. Thanks for that super chat, because that kind of goes into what we're talking about. So, uh, which for Mercury, uh, season. Okay. I saw something that looked funny. Um, Jam Kellex target would have a lot of long range suits, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the thing I was just thinking. Like I saw the target and I'm like, th those are probably the mobile suits that have had the most friendly fire <laughs> attacks because <laughs> you see a target and everyone's just shooting it. No, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's what's kind of cool with Witch for Mercury. So yeah, season two starts Sunday, which is cool. Yeah. I haven't watched all of the dubbed episodes, but from what I watched, I felt like I could understand things better. So, Agreed. and I think that's the case for a lot. Like, again, when you're watching a sub, as much as you're reading it, sometimes it is hard to understand what they're trying to get at. Um, you know, I, I think the, the base thing with, which for Mercury, how it ended was, I mean, it seemed pretty good. It's just we know that Earth, it seems like the kind of the Earth forces, maybe what makes up whoever has mobile suits on Earth is wanting to uh, go in and attack. It, it's that Earthian, Spacian thing. That seems to be the yeah. general uh, story here. Where it seemed to leave off was... Yeah, like, I feel like the thing with Saleta slapping the dude Mjorne freaking out, I think they were doing that just to have the audience be freaked out too, but really I think they're going to be yeah. together and fine. But I think what's really interesting is the relationship with the dad, um, Mjorne's dad, because it seemed like he would be the bad guy the entire time. But it's like... Yeah, that would be fitting. But I even thought it was interesting when he when he saw how adamant she was about starting this company that he was like, okay. And it's like, okay, well, I guess he's, you know, being cool about it. And then he wanted... I mean, maybe he's uh, thinking about, like, basically pirating some of that Gundarm technology off of her. You yeah. know, it's a... Easy way to get access to it because of his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wonder if they are going to kind of twist it on us. And then it's really, he's not a bad guy. He's just a... Because, you know, some of that near the end, some of the discussion, especially with, like, her mom... You know, it, her passing away and all that. It almost seemed like they were trying to build 
humanity for him. Although that could just be good writing. <laughs> and that really, it's, he's still going to be bad, but, you know, giving him some humanity. I don't yeah. know, what are your, some of your thoughts? Well, you know, um, like, I, like I mentioned yesterday on stream, I think that there is an, a unique um, parallel. And, and I don't know if you ever watched the show. Um, I, I don't think it's still on, but Halt and Catch Fire which was uh i think it was like on fx or it was might have been a netflix show or something like that but it was about these people that like they i guess it's loosely based on the story of uh of like the first macintosh and stuff like that oh. and they're they're pirating like ibm software to start their own company and uh I, you know the, the it was really weird because the, the, the as i'm watching um which from mercury i'm like this gives me some big halting catch fire vibes where it's like, you know, Miorne has her own, um, you know, her own motives, her own goals. Soleta has her own motives, her own goals. And just somehow they converge into creating this organization that makes Gundams. And it's like, you know, it, it, and, and maybe maybe this is a far-fetched comparison, but, but I was like, man, season two is going to be interesting then because... Because season two of Holt and Catch Fire was interesting because they go from, you know, making laptops to making video games. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard of that show. I'll have to check it out. But I do think you are bringing up something there because I, the focus on this show compared to most Gundams has been the corporate entities instead of like nation states. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like in line with today, too, as much as, you know, nations exist, a lot of what we see are due to corporate interest. And I think... Mm -hmm. That, that, well, that's that's been in Gundam before. I think that's like really the focus here. In, yeah. And so, uh, so I yeah, really I'm wondering that uh, that Witch from Mercury doesn't just default into that like Earth versus space tension. Like I really like the the corporate aspect of it. Yeah, me too. And and it's funny because it's like they later in the season they were talking more about Earth and space, and especially like the houses. How right. they're kind of, but I wonder if then we're going to see that underlying corporate sort of play that then causes the rift between uh, Earth and space. Like, I mean, I feel like that is an interesting angle to go about because a lot of times in in these Gundam shows, you have these sides, but they're never really unified for anything. I mean, double O they did it, and then the aliens came. <laughs> um, uh, but it would be really neat if which for Mercury is where, you know, the people of Earth, the people of space kind of banded together to stop whatever the, the corporations were doing to try to, yeah, and it could be that Yorane's dad is then getting some of that Gundam data and then providing it to whoever can best help him. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, again, I feel like, I feel like it's, Either I didn't understand a lot of little nuance in Witch from Mercury, or it just didn't get so deep in that first season. Do you know what I mean? Because it seems like yeah. everything's very surface level right now. It is. It is. Okay. And, and I think that, you know, it's a lot of, like, character exploration. Um, and, and you and I have talked about this a, a few times, where it's like sometimes you'd watch an episode and you're like, nothing happened yeah <laughs> you know, like nothing happened to drive the plot forward but we got to you know see a little bit more of choo choo and we got to see a little bit more of miorne and we got to build up a little bit of character which isn't a bad thing you know no. you know not every episode has to like 
drive the plot forward. Sometimes it's nice to just get a little bit of character depth and exploration. Like you said, you know, building up Mjornay's dad as a uh, yeah. as a more sympathetic figure before, you know, revealing that he is, of course, a bad guy. But that's a good point because then I wonder, you know, the other odd thing about this is it's just 12 episodes, right? Like this, that first season, was it just like, and then this yeah. second one? Was just Whereas with Seed, with Double O, it's like 40-something, but, uh, in, hey, yeah, this is weird. Because Seed and Destiny were each 48-episode seasons. Double O was two, like, 20-something episode seasons, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that? Um, so and it's IBM like, I, I think, yeah, I think due to, I don't know, maybe technology costs, they're having to, because here's the other thing. If you look at old anime that had tons of episodes and newer anime, anime or which Mercury that has less, the writing is better, but it's because they're not trying to do too much. But then yeah. also as a Gundam fan of the shows what i'm used to seems to be missing a little bit in this first season but i can't complain because it's only been 12 episodes you know it's but i wonder like does that mean there's going to be a season three and four or does it really just stop it too you know it's a good question yeah so yeah curious um what anyone else thinks in chat i'm going to look around in chat to see um hey what's up zionic shadow oh yeah good to see you zionic shadow um Let's see. Yeah, just a bunch of Disney will make at guys and bear guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, Destiny Gundam for Disney. Would that really work? Go. I don't know. I feel like Disney would be the devil Gundam. <laughs> you know, because they take over the world. Yeah, and they would have, like, the dark army that goes out and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It convert people. Um uh, Travis is saying in a strange twist, Netflix has Unicorn Gundam. That's interesting. Are, are you guys uh, applying Gundams to different companies? Uh, that would, because I guess the Unicorn would, would Netflix. I mean, has I guess the red when it's in its uh, um, destroy mode. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Mickey Zeong. Okay, I could see that. The Zeong, and the only difference is instead of the. Antennas, it's Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Now, um, so, um, okay, so the other thing with Witch for Mercury, like we talked about like the plot and how that's, I don't know where that's going. Um, it almost reminds me of, I'm watching Mandalorian, uh, you know, oh, it's yeah. season three. And have I, I don't think I've ever been so less interested in star wars like and it's not like it's bad actually oh, it, no. it, that's the thing these episodes aren't bad but it's just like what are we doing where are we going it, it definitely feels more like content and less like a story yeah it, um, it, but I, there's hints of a story but it's like get to it right just just get to it and then move on uh, and so yeah hopefully they yeah, and Travis was saying Andor was so good, and I think that's the thing, like, Andor hyped me back up. So, and maybe that actually is working against Mandalorian Season 3, because there are some people yeah. that are kind of complaining about it, but it's like, Andor was such excellent storytelling, we get back to Mandalorian, and it's like... Mm, mm. Well, and it's because Andor has an end. 
Like, you we, know, that's, we know Andor has an end. That's a very um, good way to put it. Whereas Mandalorian, it's like, well, it's a very open-ended story. We don't know where it's going to go. And it's like, yeah, the audience doesn't know where it's going to go. Neither do the writers. <laughs> that's a good point. That goes back to limitation. Now, sometimes limitation creates better art. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that could be what's going on with Witch from Mercury. Is like, you know, maybe oh. it's just so open-ended that they don't really know where to go with it. And, and you know, you look at like UC Engage and like some of these older, like, well, I don't want to say older, but like some of these UC side stories that they're coming out with constantly, they know where it goes. Like, yeah. like the Rust Gundam. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's cool. We've got a Xeon Gundam during the one year war, but we know how this ends. So <laughs> yeah. it's like we, the story has to end somewhere. Uh, That's whereas, true. It, it, yeah, yeah, it allows. Yeah, there, that there has to be something that occurs. There can't be just random resurrections of characters because, you know, yeah. That's a good point. Um, um, if you don't like all the character-centric episodes in Witch for Mercury, you might not like Turn A Gundam. And I guess I, 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 it could be that some people don't like, yeah, those character-centric. I don't mind them myself. Yeah. It's. I mean, you'd, you'd probably not like a lot of episodes of, the 0079 Gundam either because there are yeah. a lot of episodes there that it's just like yeah this is this is purely character development well again I gotta say Witch for Mercury does a good job of the character development even in just like the 12 oh 13 episodes someone's saying yeah 13 episodes yeah um, I guess if you count the prologue yeah yeah that's true yeah um it, yeah it, it does a good job um in that respect um but speaking of like yeah, plot and story. So here's another thing, and I won't spoil it, but I saw the Mario movie yesterday with my wife and my youngest. Like, he wanted to see it so bad, so we just randomly went. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Cool. Um, I was actually excited for it myself. I am shocked to say that both Sonic movies are better than this Mario movie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's not too surprising because the Sonic movies are very good. It's weird, and and here's another weird thing about it too: is the Sonic movies don't stick like directly to the source material. No, no the not Mario at all. movies. It's it's it, or this Mario movie to me, and again, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's it's like it didn't have a story. It was just Mario set piece after Mario set piece. Right. They just wanted to showcase like a lot of the. Uh, games each game is represented each, each <laughs> mario kart mario maker mario odyssey was it was it basically just like a a, a series of member berries you know like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah it, uh, it, it seemed like that and it was enjoyable to watch but yeah it wasn't it didn't have any sort of impact like again i don't think the sonic movies are like amazing cinema but they are like it's such a good way to present a it's like a family-friendly thing, but like kids can enjoy it and adults can enjoy it. And there is a plot, yeah. and there are character developments. Mario movie has none of that. It's it's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I won't spoil yeah. it, guys. Don't worry. But hey, just because I'm saying this stuff about Mario two, I, I I still think it's worth seeing the Mario movie. Definitely worth seeing it. But yeah, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. But. Yeah, always temper your expectations whenever you watch any kind of adaptation of anything. <laughs> yeah, and Zionic Shadow is saying because Sonic has Jim Carrey. And I think that's, uh, it's crazy because if you think, um, they're almost kind of that same time period, but uh, in the Mario movie, Bowser has Jack Black. Hmm. 
True. And I think that, that's kind of cool. Those two, like, comedians, like, very uh, physical, vocal comedians, probably the best to play those type of, of villain characters. Yeah. And Jack Black happened to be on the Mandalorian episode that came out yesterday. So he had two big drops, Star Wars and Nintendo, in one day. Man, all we need now is, like, what? Jack Black needs to show up in, like, a Nickelodeon show. There you go. Or Marvel. Although he pretty much hosts, like, the Kids' Choice yeah. Awards every year, right? They just love sliming Jack Black. They really need to make Jack Black play the next Iron Man, but completely serious. <laughs> it would be hilarious on its own. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the recipe for uh, for Marvel success. Honestly, is like if you look at the comedian. best Marvel movies, that they, they always take like a comedy actor and then put them in a serious role. You know, Chris Pratt as Star Lord like killed it. Yeah, um, that's right. And same same with Robert Downey Jr. You know, he was obviously yeah. like teen heartthrob in back in the eighties. Then had his little shtick with comedy and yeah and that's the thing with this character he has that it's that humorous sarcasm that is carried yeah. through his his uh, work and it i think it works that's funny it's 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 almost like um yeah it's kind of weird how it, it works as a there's something about comedy that helps in a serious situation um oh yeah it, it's almost like you it, it's it's almost like you're as a, a as a comic relief you're confronting the situation and calling it for what it is, and a lot of times I think an audience then or a viewer can relate to that, and I think that's what helps. Yeah, well, because I mean nobody can feel anything for like from like a melodrama, right? Like if you, the what's the the saying goes like, um, you know, if you want to make them cry, make them laugh first. Um, oh, yeah, that's and, that's a good one. That's a good one. And, well, and that was that was like Guardians of the Galaxy two is like had a very touching ending, but that that you don't get that dramatic payoff without the humor that built up that that moment yeah you know what that's good that you brought that up because c coming back to witch for mercury i think that's what made that ending so shocking yeah because uh, that's cool i expect that from gundam but the whole part of it was these kids at school the drama being in these cliques didn't seem like a big deal and then someone gets splat on by a, a gundam hand and yeah, it's the juxtaposition of like that yeah. hyper violence with what seems to be like a very innocent, uh, you know, setting. So that brings us then to what will be in season two, and I'm I'm hoping that it continues. Not that I need it to, but it would be neat that if they continue with each episode has a little bit more darkness to it. Um, you know, hopefully, in the, you know, would be neat is if in this one all the main characters survive. No one. No, no one dies. That's a main character. That's how you know Tamino's not writing it. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But I'm wondering, okay, so we have the, that Ariel gets the rebuild. Yep. Do you think we're going to see some, like, mobile armor or some sort of bad guy, badass giant? I feel like we have to, right? Yeah. I think we have to. Yeah, I just wonder what, how they're going to go about it because I think they've done a really good job of, like, sort of grounding the mechs in the first place so it would be cool yeah. to see what they're is it going to be too is it going to be too obvious for Mjornay's dad to develop like a mobile armor to try and counter the gundarms like well that may be obvious but that might be a good idea because kind of what you were saying before what if he is then stealing gundam data from Mjornay building 
this mobile armor that's made out of actually what would be badass if they just built a giant gundam and i know they've done that before but i'm talking giant i'm not saying like a psycho gundam i'm talking bigger go all the like way bigger. just have it where it's like slow and it's like moving its hand and like they're like flying around the fingers <laughs> that would like, be like like unicron style from yeah. uh, transformers that's that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah um enjoys to say mobile armor is too soon for which for mercury season two we don't even have an all-out war yet um i don't know sometimes mobile armors show up pretty quick like uh yeah, unicorn it, it, and i i again i i really don't I don't want Witch from Mercury to go that route of just doing, you know, the standard yeah. Earth versus space war. I think that, you know, to me, that would be lazy. Um, I like what it seems to be doing where it's more of the 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 houses, the more of the perception of social hierarchy, whereas yeah. really it's the corporations that are kind of instilling this conflict. I, I like that idea where the people rise up against corporate interest. I think that's what needs to happen today. And I think... We're kind of blinded by that by making it seem like the government is the one that's controlling everything. So it's so like when the Jan 6 thing happened, it makes you feel scared to stand up for your government. But it's really the corporations that are doing this stuff. So it's <laughs> or is it the corporations and government, you know, working together? That's the problem. I think that's where it started. Yeah. And I think by now it's the corporations are totally owning. Just yeah. Total I, domination. It must be. I don't know. Um, but, uh, anyway, no, that was a good show. We're near time. Um, honestly, it's really hard to predict season two of Witch for Mercury because this first part was so different than other Gundam anyway. So, yeah, agreed. But, and Neon Wave says, uh, he thinks, uh, Prospera will be the main antagonist. She has the makings of one just because she has a mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I know I the bad guy I... in a Gundam show when I see one. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, that is actually really true. That could just be, she is going to be the bad guy. But to be honest, I do like how she is as a bad guy because she's the mother of the main character and she's trying to push her forward, help her. But then under under that, it's like, uh, you know, even Miorine was a little like, hmm. Um, so, yeah, that would be neat. Um, so, yeah, other than that, check out the uh, GBO2 beta on PC that's going on because... Um, that's a lot of fun. Check the links in the description. Uh, Patreon or YouTube membership if you want to support. Um, Discord, we have a lot of fun there. Also links for Steven's stuff. Um, we have fun there on Wednesdays. He has his videos that he drops too. So again, if you want a bunch of Gun Gundam content, you know who to follow. So yeah. Steven, anything else to add? No, I think that, uh, that pretty much covers it. Happy Gundam Day tomorrow to you all. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy Gundam Day. Well, cool. Well, then everyone have a good yeah, rest of the day, and we will see you all later.